Happy Thanksgiving! Yay! Yes, Turkey Day. Eat you some it's- foods. We're actually having pot roast. We're not doing turkey. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. I'm down for that. Gary's cooking uh, two turkeys, so Jesus. we're having a lot of people, so it's going to yeah. be really fun. Yeah. yeah. Multiple birds. <laughs> Multiple birds. Okay. <laughs> is he is he spatchcocking them? Yeah, he is. Yeah. I actually, actually, I think this year he's quartering them, So because oh, okay. he, he dry brined them for a day or two, so it's going to be... 15 out Juicy. of 10, and I'm so excited. Damn. Ugh. I love it when he cooks for holidays. Mm-hmm. Well, I am down at Savannah's place. Nice. As you know. I'm just telling the I listeners. Do. So I've oh, done it my brother. Okay. Yeah, my brother and sister-in-law. And I brought my cat. Meow. <laughs> Meow. He's, he's, he stresses me so bad. He did. <laughs> he was very stressed the trip, but uh, on the way back, we were taking our medication on the way home. So we're not doing that again. <laughs> stoned little uh, baby <laughs> he he always wants to lay sit in my lap as i drive which i know is incredibly dangerous for both oh, he and i mostly he because you know cat but uh um, yeah. yeah so he i don't because sometimes i'm like i don't know if he's hot i don't know if he's cold i don't know what's going on so like i let him out and i think he was it was a little hot so pull, put him in my lap and then i drove an hour with him in my lap and i that hated it right yeah yep um but yeah poor savannah got t-boned yeah. got Absolutely. t-boned Yep. Ooh. Um, we got T-Bone Saturday night. Uh, dude ran a red light at a Ford F-150 and hit her wow, little Honda. Dick. Jesus Christ. Yep. And then another, a third car was involved in the in the accident. Um, there was a woman and a baby, but they were both okay. Oh, God. Ooh. They were both okay. They were all right. They got like a little love tap, I think. Jesus. Yeah, so she, her airbag didn't deploy, so she got a concussion. Holy fuck. Yep. Did not deploy, which is absolutely terrifying because both she and I yeah. had the same exact car. Well, had. Hers is but- gone now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to be fair, get yep. your airbag checked, dude. I've, I've already had it serviced because I got a recall Ooh. on it, but it still terrifies me. So so she got um, she got, she got concussion. She has a really nice shiner. Um, black eye, for those of you who don't yeah. know what a shiner is. I think that's more of a southern term. I don't. I don't know. I knew I exactly know. what you meant, but I don't. Yeah, so, I'm also from the south, so I don't know. Okay, exactly. A, so for those for those of you who don't know what a shiner is, because even she said shiner, I looked at her for a second. I was like, "The fuck are you talking about?" But yeah, but a little black okay. eye, and then like part of her lid's also pretty black. So Oof. And then she got stitches. She got a, her head split open, but thankfully, Jesus. in her hairline. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. So, yeah. I mean, yep. that could be way worse. Yep. Damn. What do you mean. That could be way worse. Like it could be like halfway down her forehead, and then for ev- all eternity, children would look at her and say, "What happened to your face?" Right, but it's in so, her hairline, so it's perfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she's gonna be okay. Yep. So she's fine. Yeah, she's but she's got a concussion, and that's been interesting because like bless she, her soul, she can't talk. <laughs> she can't oh. keep it. Like can't keep like a single like she like fucks everything up. I was like, yeah, put down um some food for the grocery list, and then she completely mm-hmm. fucked it up. And I was like, you poor thing, you poor sweet oh. thing. Bless your so soul. Anyways, so as we're here hanging out, I forgot something so incredibly important, and I can't believe that I forgot it. My brother used to work in an ER in yeah. Cookville, Tennessee. Oh, God bless him. Yeah. And, and the stories. Oh, the no. stories. The oh, stories. No. <laughs> and I was like, how did I forget that you have all these fucking wild stories? So he told me one last night. Uh... They had a had a younger, I guess like our age guy mm-hmm. come in and he was like drunk and like borderline hypothermia. So apparently three dudes 
oh, got no. drunk. And yeah. the dude who came to the hospital uh, got, like, passed out drunk. So the other two dudes thought it would be funny to, like, throw him outside. Like, just oh, toss him out yeah. the front door. Right. As you do. It, it was Lord. 28 degrees outside. Yeah, it was. Oh, no. And, and snow. And he was on the concrete. Yeah. So. Good God. They whipped him outside. Uh, then later went out to his body, grabbed his wallet, went to the package store, came home, stepped over him, and went back inside and left him outside. Jesus Christ. 28 degrees on the concrete. So Those the neighbors aren't your called. your friends, bud. No. Neighbors called and was like, hey, they threw somebody outside and he's not moving and it's below freezing outside so yeah. the cops came paramedics came they arrested those two assholes who threw him outside and Good. Then, yes and then took the guy to the hospital so guys at the hospital and they don't know what's wrong with him because he just got tossed out the front door of a house yeah so they strapped him to a backboard yeah and he is drunk like he is drunker than a skunk okay right absolutely so he's tied to this backboard and he's like i gotta pee and oh, the cop no. pushes him down. It was like, hey, man, like, we're going to get you something. Hang on a second. Like, you can't yeah. move. Don't move. And the guy was like, why can't you just let me pee? And they're like, <laughs> we're working on it. Yeah. So they get him a urinal. They, yeah. they put his junk in it. And they're like, all right, all right. go, man. All right, go. Go, man, go. And the guy's like, all right, all right, all right, all right. And then he goes, I got to pee. Why can't you guys let me pee? And they're all like, you're good to go. Like, yeah. your junk's in a urinal. Have at it. And the guy's like, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. He just lays down for a second. He goes, I gotta pee. Like, what is, like, it's so. The guy is so drunk, he can't. (laughs) Oh, no. So, so they go around, like, it's like 10 times they do this. They're like, just go. And he just keeps screaming, why won't you, like, let me go to the bathroom? So finally, they're like, fuck it. Screw him. We're gonna, we're just gonna put him in the CT scan and, like, whatever. So they get him down to the CT scanner. They got him on the table and he pisses everywhere. Yep. All over himself, all over the table, all over. All over the text. Yep. No one's happy. No one's Absolutely fucking happy. Absolutely not. No one is so ever the, happy when they get surprise peed on. Uh, no. So no. <laughs> the, the doctor, the doctor that was attending, was like, "Listen, uh, he's a danger to himself at this point and other people because, like, whatever, because yeah. he won't hold still. We don't know what's wrong with him, so we're gonna just incubate him, sedate him, yeah, put him out for the night, and then wake him up yeah. in the morning." There's a big technical term, and I know uh, incubate was not it. So that's okay. Um, I wasn't going to say a word. I was just going to let it slide. I was like, "All right, cool. Yep, that's that's sure." Incubate is what you do to chickens. <laughs> um, intubate. There we go. Yep. So whatever. So so they got him strapped to the table, and he's wide awake, right? And the doctor yeah. is like up by his head. Yeah. Like walking side to side, like getting stuff ready to put him under, and the yeah. and the guys and the guy on the table is like watching him, like kind of like kind of like tennis, yeah. like watching him walk back and forth. And the yeah. guy on the table goes, "Hey, I see you, redneck." <laughs> and the doctor's like, "Not for long." So they paralyze him, sedate him, and they intubate him and put him under. Yeah. So my brother and the nurses come in and they strip him and get him prepped and put like a catheter in him. Catheter in him. And this is where shit gets weird. I mean, that's really nice that they like put him out before they put the catheter in, though. That's really sweet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's really nice. So after they strip him, one of the nurses who's like doing the catheter thing goes, what the fuck is this? Oh, Christ. Oh, no. Oh, no. You don't (laughs) want anybody near your junk saying, what the fuck is this? So everyone's like, what's what? What? And and he's got a heart tattoo on his dick. <laughs> and he also he also has a uh, ha- also has I heart meth tattooed on his ankle. Okay. Jesus Christ. So so all the women are like, why the fuck? 
why the fuck would you put a heart tattoo on your dick? And my brother goes, it's obvious. Don't you know why? And the nurses are like, no, why? My brother goes, so he can say, my love for you, it grows. (laughs) (laughs) See, I was going to go the other direction and be like, no, because he hearts dick, duh. No, much better. (laughs) Your brother's joke's much better than mine. (laughs) My love for you. Oh. Well, okay. Yep. Ooh. Ooh. That, that was that's the end of that story. That was just... that was great. <laughs> that was beautiful. Oh, did I ever tell you my mom, who used to work in the Cookville ER, almost got fired? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. When, uh, no, so, you did not. Yeah. So my mom was a nurse in the emergency room, and there was this this little kid that came in uh, who, like, this was before like cell phones were a thing, right? Mm, and like mm-hmm. people were unreachable, so. This kid who was staying the night with another kid, like, the other kid's dad brought this kid in because they were fishing. They went fishing, and the kid had got, like, he jerked the fishing pole back and got a fish hook in his hand. Oh! And, right, exactly. So the kid was like, Ugh! And my mom was like, all right, calm down, buddy. And the dad was like, I can't get a hold of his parents. And she was like, well, we're supposed to try. Give me a minute. And, like, tried to get a hold of the kid's parents so that she could get permission to take the fish hook out of the kid's hand. Right. Because you can't do that if you, if the, if whoever doesn't consent, you can't work on somebody, right? Right. So, unless they're unconscious. So, she can't get a hold of this kid's parents. And neither can the dad of this, like, the other kid's dad. So, she's like, well, fuck it. And just cuts the thing out and is like, there we go. We're good. It's fine. So she almost lost her job because she took care of a kid that was crying. Because, I mean, what parent isn't going to consent to... Exactly, but... That. Yeah, so... Like, I get it. Like, I get it, but... Me too, but also... Because she was like, yeah, it's not life-threatening, so I almost got fired. (laughs) I was like, that's ridiculous. So, yeah, my mom almost got fired out of the ER. And then she she quit pretty soon after that, yeah. Because that ER fucking sucks. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Remi- remind me next time I have a story where I almost got into a fight with a doctor in the ER. Remind me next time. <laughs> I have one of those, I, too. <laughs> I straight up almost fuck. <laughs> I have several of those. <laughs> okay. We'll have to share some ER experiences because never in my life have I actually ever come close to actually, like, catching smoke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Same. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. But you want to know what my what love- also has a heart tattoo? I was going to say, you want to know what my love also grows for? (laughs) (laughs) Spooky stories. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. So at any rate, what am I doing? I'm on my laptop and I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Okay. Flipping Um, quarter. Oh, yeah, shit, which is not floor quarter because I forgot it at home. How dare you? So if you want to keep supporting us and doing what we're doing, please be sure to head over at Patreon at patreon.com slash haunt her. I barely know her. We have two tiers. We have a $5 investigator tier. We have a $7 medium tier. In the $7 tier, you get access to bonus episodes and a sticker. A whole ass sticker. A whole sticker and a thank you note. A big and a card. thank you. We send a couple cards. I always send cards out. No, I like it. Do Any it. little goodies I throw in there. Okay. 
So this is not floor quarter, but this is a quarter that came out of um, Savannah's car. Oh, okay. Oh, After got oh, oh, so it's a death quarter. I see. <laughs> it's a danger quarter. That's what this she one did, is. Yeah, she. No one died. Jesus. Yeah, nobody died. It's a danger quarter. It's a danger quarter. So I was it's like, an omen. Is, I just, I just swiped all the quarters. I was like, mine. <laughs> oh my god. Because I'm a, little, I'm a weirdo like that. Okay. What do you want? Heads. That. What the fuck? For head injury without death. Crossing the Delaware. Oh, I have never seen a quarter like this. Oh, that's a booty ass. Crossing the Delaware? Yeah. Is that a is that the booty of the quarter? That's the booty. So what okay, would you so want? You, first. you wanted I heads? wanted heads. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got so well, crossing the Delaware. Who fancy? You see you kind of see. Look that. at that. Yeah, it's George Washington crossing the Delaware all dramatically. Like that painting that's not really it's not how reality was. It's fine. <laughs> It's not real. It's fine. It's not, I mean, it is. I mean, George Washington like was real, but uh huh. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. He so, definitely um, did not stand on the bow of the ship, though. So. Nobody does that. That's how you no. sink that shit. That's Absolutely. how you fall off. Absolutely. Oh, Danger I your quarter. Yeah, okay. you do. It's all you. <laughs> I'm just over here, like I don't know what the fuck. I'm... It's too early <laughs> in the morning. No, it isn't. All right. It's it's not that early. All right. So you, I'm looking at you. Yeah, me. Don't me. open. The links in my notes. That's until, so rude. Until we get there. Well, yeah, I never do. Okay. Okay. So as long as, yeah. okay, because like it's a surprise because I, I set this up a certain way and I need you to not ruin it. So okay. right. once we, once I get there in the notes, I want you to actually open it and, okay, and okay, okay, look okay. at the stuff that I, okay. I can do that. Because I put pictures in my notes, but I, oh I, my linked, gosh. I, I linked them. I linked them That's for like beautiful. the surprise. Okay. okay. So I, Katie Groves, will be covering knuckle of v bless you <laughs> so, so i've always tell me about I've knuckle always, leaves knuckle of v stop it so <laughs> whenever i first heard this name i thought it was knuckle cleave which there's no c so i don't know where the fuck i got that from but i was like knuckle cleave but i was like knuckle of v i had to like look up how to pronounce it so anyways bah. knuckle of v is also it's supposed to mean devil of the sea <gasps> oh no so there's that for you okay so for, so we're gonna talk a little bit about the land where it comes from because it's super niche and it's actually pretty cool so bear with me yeah. um you also you also kind of need to know the um the 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 area where it originates from to kind of get the full effect you know what i mean to like to like yeah. get your get your uh palette moist for this this uh creature moist. i hate that you're talking about a sea creature, and then you had to put the words, get your palate moist. Okay, you're the one who said moist skeletons the other episode, <laughs> so fuck I mean, off. You're right. <laughs> you're very correct. <laughs> you will, okay. So the the actual region that this folklore cryptid, I think like technically us as Americans, we call it a cryptid, but it's more of like a folklore creature. Yeah. Kind of thing. All right. So it comes from a specific, super uber specific area off the coast of Scotland called the Orkney Islands. Oh, fancy. I can look at that or- now. Uh, yes, you can. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can. Cool. You can check that out. So, oh, fancy. It's, te- it's technically an archipelago. Archipelago? Archipelago. I got Thank you. Thank you. Archipelago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't finish my coffee. That's why I'm struggling. All right. Uh, I'm not saying that word again. Off of the North North Isles of Scotland. So, like, look at Scotland. Little, little like, islands to the north, right? Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's a pretty interesting place, let me tell you. Consists of 70 islands, to which only 20 are inhabited, 
and there's <gasps> roughly 20,000 people who live on these islands. So you mean to tell me that yeah. I can move somewhere on an island where there's no other fucking people? I mean, yeah, but like, there's probably a reason why those islands aren't inhabited. Probably I mean, they- I'll share it with some fucking ghosts. No. Absolutely. <laughs> I meant like <laughs> nature wise. No, I meant like nature wise. Uh, like it might be too like muddy or like I don't know, like like if like half the island goes underwater during certain seasons, like Damn it. I mean I've been in a peat bog, so like I know how that goes, but like man A what? A peat bog. What's a peat bog? A, oh it uh a, buh, buh, how do I explain? <laughs> uh a peat is a type of fuel. Moss. Oh, never mind. No, no. It's like it's like a big mud puddle, basically. But like you step into it and you sink about a foot. Like it's oh. a peat bog. Yeah, it's really okay. cool. We uh we maybe ran to the top of a little hill in the peat bog and then definitely like mud slid down into this giant pit of mud. It was great. It was super fun. I had a really I good think, time. I think we both needed to find what our definition of fun is. But okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I ruined my shoes. It was great, though. It was so much fun. <laughs> I'm sure your mom beat you with those shoes. Oh, no, 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 no. I threw those away, because this was in Scotland that I was in the peat bog. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, you no. left that out, because I was like, where in fucking Tennessee did that happen? Nowhere. Um, okay, yeah, no. no if, okay, never mind. If this was in Scotland, then absolutely yeah. fuck yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, right, it was cool. super fun. Okay, so the the Orkney Islands, the people there are called Orcadians. Yeah, they're orcs. And that's awesome. Orc in whatever language that is, I think is either Something pig else. or seal. Pig or seal, I can't remember. But I was looking up the young pig. Stuff. Yeah, there you go. And and they speak a, a super a super niche dialect of the Scottish language. They have their own folklore that comes from the area, but it's been influenced influenced by Scottish, Norse, and Celtic. Nice. lore and mythology so like this this area even though the people that have been there for over 8500 years mm. 8500 years there's like enough record to prove that they've been there for this long yeah they they date back to the mesolithic and the neolithic era so Fancy. they've been there they've been there for so long but different you know countries are like oh a piece of land gimme sounds about right yeah so the first people on the lands were called Picts, P-I-C-T-S, Picts. Okay. Okay. They have their own language called, I think it's pronounced Bithonic. That's, That's what it looks like, yeah. Okay, cool. So so they were controlled by Norway at one point, and then Norse people came over, and they integrated with the people, right? And their 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 language did like a fusion, and they had their, then they came up with a language called Norn. Okay. Okay, cool. Isn't that great? And then the King of Scotland was like, no, give me back. It's <laughs> no, like right those off are of, mine. Right. They're like, right off of your own country, like, why is a whole other country, another, like, sea away controlling these islands off of my country? That makes no sense. So the King of Scotland was like, give me. There's more to it than that. But anyways. <laughs> so now they speak Scottish-ish. Sort of Scottish. Sort of Scottish. But they still have their own specific uh niche so the superficial rock on the island is that of sandstone so the amount of winds that go through the islands carve out super interesting geological structures like the old man of hoy and you you are free you are free to click on that link (laughs) so this was really cool this is super cool the islands have enough wind and marine energy that they process enough power for all the residents on the island and then it goes 
back some goes back into the power grid so i don't know if you remember a couple of years ago and when i say a couple of years ago it's probably longer than that where they put out these tidal the, those tidal wave energy producers where there's yes. like a like a big buoy out there but it was like yeah. attached to a stick on a generator and then the waves would like make the buoy go up and down which would generate power yeah yeah, yeah this yeah. is where they did that oh fancy and that cool that's super fancy yeah so it's called tidal power and that's pretty neat so here's our favorite part, and then we're going to get into Nikolavi. Um, because of how long this area has been inhabited and how well it's been preserved, because, like, there's, I guess, not been in, like, any wars or, like, yeah, whatever. Well, I mean, right. why, why would you take an island, like, a small island Well, apparently, like a large island? Apparently, Scottish's navy is based off of some of these islands now. Ah! So. Get wrecked. Don't touch <laughs> my stuff. Don't touch my things. They're my <laughs> things. The oldest site... One of the oldest sites that you can visit are from the Neolithic time period, which if, if you're like, what the fuck is Neolithic? That's the end of the Stone Age. Yeah. There is a site on one of these islands from that far ago that you can go to and like, it's called the Heart of Neolithic Orkney. It's older than Stonehenge and the Pyramid of Giza. It's <laughs> so pretty. So there's four cool things there that you can go see that are like from, from the Neolithic era. Maze, Maze Howe, it's an underground burial site that, during the winter solstice, the entrance becomes aligned and is illuminated. So it's it's like a cool catacomb thing. <laughs> Don't fucking make those eyes at me. Keep talking. I'm, I'm laughing at you because you're so interested in it. This is why I put it in. It's just for you. So the Stone of Stennis... And they, those are kind of like, kind of like imagine Stonehenge, but like different kind of shaped stones. And they have uh, Norse rituals there. And it's like this, it's a hinge monument. So like anything like Stonehenge, anything hinge is like stones that are standing up. And that apparently this, yeah, the stone of, the stones of Stennis is like where they'd have like sacrifices and uh, probably marriages and like burial funerals and stuff like that. There's also a ring of Bodgar, which is another hinge. And it has, it's a stone ring with a diameter of 104 meters. So it's just this massive Stonehenge thing. Why? I don't know. And then lastly, the Scarabray or yeah. Scarabree. I'm going to go with Bray. It's a cluster of 10 houses from the Neolithic area occupied from 3180 BC to 250 BC. Sorry, excuse Jesus. me. 2500 BC. So there's houses there that are actually like complete with like plumbing where the plumbing goes into the ocean and like the houses you can see like all the kitchen stuff and the bedrooms and it's, and it's pretty cool stuff like that that is the so, single yeah. coolest thing i've ever heard in my life yeah so it's still there you can go and it's like it's a, like a world-renowned like some like world-renowned or worldly recognized heritage thing named the heart of neolithic orkney as like a cool place and whatnot so all right so enough of that now that you know the place that we're talking about now we're going to get into the Nuklovi. Are you ready? Tell me all about the Nuklovi. Okay. The Orcadia lore is split from creatures that come from the sea and those that dwell on land. But funnily enough, interesting interestingly enough, the Nuklovi comes from the sea to walk on the lands. And I fucking hate it. I don't know about it. You know nothing? I don't know about it. Yeah. No. Okay, I don't okay know great. Shit. So the Nukalavi is also referred to technically as a fairy. <gasps> so what Norse, and, Norse, Scottish, and Celtic lore refer to as a fairy is not what we think as fairies. Like it's not. 
oh god no the fae are completely different yes so when i say that that's not like a oh like a little cute little tinkerbell kind of no no no, no, these are the like steal your children and eat them kind of fairies yep um but that's also called a trowel but that's super specific to orcadian mythology which a trowel is a malignant fairy Mm. and then sometimes like just demons like i guess western uh People are like, you know, it's not a trial, it's a demon. So anyways, and just that's a fun fact for you. So the first recorded encounter of the Knuckle of E comes from, an, from, from the 1800s, a farmer and a, and a low-key folklorist, Walter Trail Dennison. Mm. He wrote, Knuckle of E was a monster of unmixed, help me, malignity. malignity? Yeah. Okay, cool. Never, willing, never willingly rested, resting from doing evil to mankind. So wow, this is like dick. a yeah this 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 thing this thing's pretty rough. So Dennison met someone who came across a knuckle of E one night on their way home. So the guy's name is Thomas, mm-hmm. and he saw what he described as a huge object coming towards him in the dead of night between the fresh waters of a lock and the sea. So a lock is a like a what they call like a pond or like a lake mm. in, in Scottish areas. So knuckle V is also spotted to be like on the shore of like the ocean, right? Of the sea. Okay. So as he sees this huge object, he's he he becomes aware that this is not an like this is not a creature, no earthly creature. So he realizes very quickly that he's about to get his shit rocked and he does a quick quick prayer. So as the knuckle of e is upon him, Thomas remembers that it doesn't like fresh water. <gasps> so he takes a quick dash to the lock to which he splashed the fresh water onto the leg of the creature. And it recoil- recoiled in pain, like, and, like, mm-hmm. dashed away. So, but as Thomas did that, he felt, like, a rush of wind next to yeah. his face, and he knew it was trying to grab at him. So he but. jumped over a stream, and then the creature took another swipe at him, and it caught his hat and took his ah, hat. That's um, so rude. Yeah, so I guess the, I guess the knuckle of E was aiming for his head, which I think is really funny. And, um... Though he he jumped over the stream with the stream of fresh water between him and the knuckle of E, the knuckle of E doesn't like fresh water and will actually not cross fresh water. Ah, because he's from the sea. So, yeah, that's Yowzers. the one and only. Yeah, that's the one and only encounter that someone says that they actually encountered a knuckle of E. Though it's not the first recorded mention of the knuckle of E. This this man by the name of Joe Ben. In the 16th century, recorded the descriptions of Orkney, telling the development and traditions of the island. And in this, he describes one of the main islands of Stronsay and mentions the Knuckle of E there, which that's going to make a turnaround. So the earliest mention of this creature is the 1500s. Yowzers. Which is fucking terrifying. Okay, so you ready? Yeah, you tell ready? me. Okay. Give me, give me, give me. Denison describes what the creature looks like in his account with also the um with also um thomas's um input of also what it looks like so i put in two videos from a animated show called ruby and this is the first time that i would ever encountered the knuckle of e and they did a pretty good they did a pretty good representation of what it's supposed to look like but in like the form of like how their monsters look like so i put i put a couple videos in there for you you can watch real quick so the lower half of the body is that of a horse but it has fins on its legs that it can swim through the sea right yeah the upper half of the creature is that of a man but just the torso up and 
according to the lore, its head is 10 times larger than any normal man. It only has one eye that is red, red like fire with an enormous, enormously wide mouth that projects out like a, like a pig. And like, it's just apparently like projects out and it's super wide. And it kind of reminds me of like, kind of like a fish's mouth. How it's kind of like a pucker, pucker fish. Yeah. And it's also depicted with super long arms, long enough to reach the ground. Ew. So it's basically a horse with a human torso fused to the to its back, like a like a rider, but it's just fused. Ew. Are you watching the video? Yeah. Okay. Gross. It's pretty it's pretty gross. So Blech. there's no hair on the creature. Okay. Not even skin. So it's it's naked body only shows bright red raw muscle. Oh, that's cool. That's juicy. And, and you can see its blood, which is depicted like it's supposed to be black as tar, being pumped through its yellowish veins. Ew. The the sinew connecting the muscles to the rest of its like bones and bodies, you can see it. Yeah, I mean so, that would make sense I'll- that if it has no skin. Yeah, so, like, you can also see, like, where the, the human torso is, like, connected to the horse Ugh. by all the sinew, and it's, like, really fucking gross. So, like, when Juicy. it moves and when it walks, you can see all the muscles, like, contracting and relaxing to see it walk, and it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's super gross. Like, ew. It's just a meaty, fleshy, horsey person. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm good. I don't, I don't think I ever want to see that. Because, like, skin is supposed to hide your inyards. So <laughs> your skin I is like supposed to hide a... your moist skeleton, and I hate it here. Your moist skeleton and your juicy, fleshy bits. Ugh. <laughs> All right, make sure you go through the other links, because there's, there's one picture that I want you to look at. Oh, my God. And when you see it, you'll laugh. I don't want to. Okay, hold on. <laughs> okay, not even skin. Knuckle of E. Oh, Wait, no. Did you, did you see the Lego? Did you see yeah, the Lego? I saw the one? Lego. That's what the okay was. Okay, that's the that's the one that I I, I found. The, so somebody on Instagram gun building on Instagram made a little knuckle V out of Legos, and it's super fucking cute. But it's, I appreciate it's gross, it, but it's cute. Okay. Yeah, it's much know. better than the other link where <laughs> it it literally just look, looks like the muscles of a dude attached to the muscles of a horse, and it's not yep. like. Not like a, a regular ass horse, like a fucking draft horse, like a big beefy horse. Yeah, it's kind of gross. Ew. Okay, so if anything ever went wrong on the Orkney Islands, Knuckle 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 was blamed for the plight. Okay, so there's a quote here that I captured: If crops were blighted by sea gusts or mildew, if livestock fell over high rocks that skirt the shores, or if an epidemic raged among men or among the lower animals, Knuckle V was the cause for it all. His breath was venom, falling like blight on vegetable and with deadly disease on animal life. So. The monster can breathe out, like, thick black smoke that just causes, like, crops to wilt and animals just to get sick, and it's so gross. Plus, with any drought on the islands, the knuckle of E was responsible for it. So, apparently, he can control the weather and just be like, "Mm, no, not today. You're not getting any rain, which is so weird that um, islands experience drought when they're surrounded by water. Doesn't that suck? Yeah, that that sucks pretty bad. It's salt water, but, like... Right. Ew. So the Knuckle of E is controlled only by Mither O the Sea, which is an ancient divine oh. of Orcadian mythology. So only apparently only during the summer months is the Knuckle of E um 
kept at sea and there's never any issues during the summer months. Though when it rains, the knuckle of E never comes out because it's fresh water. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Right. So also maybe why the knuckle of E causes droughts because it doesn't doesn't like water. Fresh water. Yeah. So that way it can like wander the land and fuck with people. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So you can piss off the knuckle of E. Why would you want to? Yeah, it doesn't have good consequences. Um, you like like offend it, piss it off. All you have to do is burn seaweed. That's weird and specific. Super weird and specific. There's a note. There's a reason. There's a reason. Okay. You you burn seaweed into kelp. Okay, but kelp is a seaweed. Bear with me. Right. Bear with me. Yeah. Kelp is a seaweed, but you burn seaweed into kelp. So for some odd reason, um, kelp is also referred to the ash of seaweed when you burn it okay so when you burn seaweed it turns into what is called a soda ash which is an alkaline oh. right that you put on acidic soil okay, okay. that makes more so sense. so when i say kelp here i'm referring to the ashes of seaweed seaweed because i'll get into that in just a second um so burning the seaweed is a fence to the knuckle of e uh sends him into a diabolical rage and in return the first time that they started doing this, the, um, the Knuckle of V smited all the horse on Orkney. Specifically, Stronsay, the same island where the, that guy Jesus. mentioned Knuckle of V back in the 1500s, where most of the seaweed production was occurring. So, back in like the 1700s, the, Orkney, the people of Orkney had like all the seaweed come up on the shores and they're like hey why don't we like try burning it you know right so they started this huge industry of like burning seaweed yeah to make this kelp and then they would export the soda ash to add on to the crops of or like the the soil yeah. of farming lands and it became like a huge thing for the orkney people so when they when they started doing this apparently that first instance like the first time that they ever like mass burnt a bunch of seaweed that's when all the horses on Stronsay Island got sick with something called Mordachin. And they blamed the Knuckle of E for it. So if Jesus. you ever want to piss off or drive away the Knuckle of E, it's, it's, it's weird of like, they're like, oh, like you can piss it off and then it smites you or like it drives away the Knuckle of E if you burn, burn seaweed. Oh. So yeah, that, that, is, that is the Knuckle of E and it's disgusting. Yeah, no, that's pretty spooky and I'm not a big fan. The dog just get on the couch with you. Yes. <laughs> My tiny little two-person loveseat, and he just, he stood up, and then he looked at me, and then he just laid down. Okay. He's a sweet old man. He's a sweet old dog. Well, I don't like the knuckle of E, that's safe to say. I don't like it either. Yeah, gross. Disgusting. So, so my favorite show is called Ruby, and in that they have the knuckle of E that's animated in there, so if you ever want to go watch season, season four, episode... 11 and 12 it's like a huge awesome fight between the characters and a, and a grim knuckle of e and it's super disgusting it's got really long arms that like drag across the floor yeah that's pretty fucking gross it makes me think of um like one of the four horsemen or like several of the horsemen put together which mm. is pretty gross and i don't like don't like it yeah but here we are so here we are icky <sighs> i need to take a nap probably yeah Okay, so this is the part of the episode where we give shout-out to our newest Patreon members. However, we do not have any newest Patreon members today. So if you want to get a shout-out on our podcast, be sure to head on over to Patreon and get signed up. And we will we will drop your name right here. Right, right now. In this, right, 
<laughs> right in this segment of the podcast. But if you want to help out any other way, please be sure to drop a review on iTunes. Yeah. And be sure to smash that follow button. If you are on Spotify and anywhere else you're listening to us, please be sure to do the thing. Yeah. Because if you like what we do, rate and review. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Zoe Knowlton, tell me what your your thingy is. Okay, so my thingy's pretty gross. Pretty I've never heard gross. of it. Oh, no. Uh, I've heard of it. I just don't know anything about it. Okay, so this week I'm covering the Wendigo. It's do, very do, do, windy. Do. It's very windy. Very spooky. Listen, you can't put in a picture and then be yeah. like, oh, my notes take up three pages. I, it's mostly I pictures. Said barely. I said barely. Mm. Uh, yeah, barely, barely. Okay, tell it me was actually surprisingly hard to find a lot of stuff about the Wendigo, which surprised me. What? Yeah. So here we are. But that's okay. So let me tell you about the story of the Wendigo. It comes from Algonquian Native American folklore. I'm never going to say that word again, so I probably fucked it up, and here we are. <sighs> Apologize. <laughs> I'm so sorry for my mispronunciation. Here we are. So the Wendigo is said to be a cold weather creature. So most sightings have been reported in Canada or in like the northern United States, such as like Minnesota, those places. Yes. Whenever I say Canada, I say Canada, 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 Canada. Yeah, Canada. Okay. I really well, I say I like to try and say Canadian, like Canada, because they're Canadians, not Canadians. <laughs> But. Well, it's like, you know how, like, make you say something so fucked up for so long that you can no longer pronounce it correctly? Absolutely. That's where I'm at in my life. That is not, that is not Canada. That's Cana- Canada. Canada. But, yep. So, anyway, okay. go ahead. That's all good. No, I'm fine <laughs> with that. I like Canada. So, a Wendigo is a creature that appears well over 15 feet tall and humanoid. They have glowing eyes, long yellowed fangs, and these wicked claws. They usually appear to have skin that's stretched too thin over their bodies. They're usually yellow or gray in skin color. Their eyes have typically been pushed back deep into the eye sockets. I hate that. I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) Their lips are torn and bloody, and their tongues are far too long. The smell a Wendigo gives off is an odor eerily like decaying flesh. I hate it. So, yeah, we're we're already in the good place. So, <laughs> a Wendigo is a perfect hunter. It has insane stealth. It knows every inch of its territory and can even control the weather inside its territory. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Some claim that the Wendigo has unnatural speed and it can flit from tree to tree in the forest with no trouble. So, it's very strong, very agile. So, like... Others, yeah... Okay, so like jumps through the trees, kind of yes. like, kind of like Naruto, some bull- yeah. some like kind of sorta, yeah, like one tree to bullshit. another, yeah, okay. or that it can. I've also found that it can travel unimpeded by like snowdrifts, um, like ha- and it can travel for a long distance with no trouble. Like it doesn't get slowed down by that amount of snow. Gross. Yeah, that's pretty. Ugh. And it's and it's fifteen feet tall. I fucking yes. hate it. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's fucking disgusting. These actually kind of spook me real good. So other people say that the Wendigo doesn't move quickly. It walks in like a haggard manner, like stumbling, almost as if it's falling apart. Which kind of it would go with yeah, would go with the decaying smell pretty well. So the the manner in which it moves is ultimately irrelevant to how it captures its prey. So the Wendigo can perfectly mimic human voices. 
perfectly, whether it's yours or someone else's. It uses this skill to lure people in and draw them away from civilization, and once they are isolated in the wilderness, it attacks and kills people. Yes. I've seen TikToks. Uh-huh. You've seen TikToks? Where I've seen TikToks, believe it or not, <laughs> where um, some people, like, obviously they could be fake, right? But, like, now, right. now that you're saying all this, now I'm, like, having, like, flashbacks, where people will record with it, what it sounds like a person out in the woods saying help and everyone in the comments is like that is a fucking wendigo go back inside lock the doors do not go out there fuck that shit absolutely i would completely agree um there's like i know around here there are animals that like they make sounds that sound like a woman screaming i don't know what animal that bobcat maybe bobcat yeah bobcat right those terrify me because all i can think of is wendigo I don't like it. Uh, I know they're not around here, but like, ugh. spooky. <laughs> so, <sighs> even though the Wendigo appears emaciated, it's known to gorge itself when it finds its prey. So, Wendigos are cursed to wander the land for eternity, seeking to fulfill their appetite for human flesh, and without a steady supply, they starve to death. No matter how much they eat, they're never satisfied and are always starving. So, Ooh. it doesn't matter if they eat three or four people, still hungry. They still hungry. I wonder if they get hangry. Uh, they're always hangry. They should probably give them a Snickers bar. Probably. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> death. <laughs> okay, so a Wendigo is a creature that is created whenever a human resorts to cannibalism to survive. So that's cool. So the whole Donner party? Absolutely. Well, no. Uh, no, 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 no. They, they did that for pleasure because they're fucking psychos. What? No, Donner Party. Just kidding. Wrong one. Yes, the whole Donner Party. You're correct. Okay. I was like, wait a minute. No. Yeah, no. I heard Donner. or You said Donner and I heard Dahmer and I was like, no, what? No, not Jeffrey Dahmer. Jesus Christ. Here we are. It's fine. Cannibals. All of them. Just don't eat the brains, kid. Just don't don't eat eat any of it. Well, no, like, you you know about eating the brain of a human? No. I don't think cannibalism very often. Okay. Okay. All right. So um for some other reason i always get on the cannibal side of tiktok um oh. where people eat um one guy lost his leg and it was super traumatic for him yeah. so he looked into the legality of like eating his leg and you can so like you can eat oh, your yeah, own auto cannibalism but yeah you can do that right Ew. so apparently um he like had a friend chef up his leg into tacos and they ate his leg and they said it was really gamey it wasn't the greatest but but um, if you do, do not eat the brains of another human being because you catch a disease and there's a specific disease uh, that it's yeah. called. And I can't remember the name of it, but it will make you, it'll kill you. It yeah. will 100% kill you. So yeah. don't eat the brains. There's also, I don't know the validity of this, but I feel like there's also some sort of a protein that builds up in your body over, like, over time of eating people and it eventually drives you crazy. Like legitimately like sure. it, it deteriorates your brain i can't remember what that protein is or and, and, it, and i can't like say validity of that statement but i feel like that's a thing um because i feel like i feel like there's a reason other than like you just shouldn't that you shouldn't eat people besides the fact i'm that pretty it sure really it's the brain thing that we're talking about i don't know i feel like it's it's like more concentrated in the brain but i feel like it's like everywhere i don't know but it grosses me out either way it's yeah, we should just we should just move on from this. Yeah, Anyways. probably. <laughs> uh, I'll Google it and we'll come back to it next time because. Ugh. Okay, cool. Ugh. Okay, so yeah, don't eat people. Uh, 
So oftentimes, Wendigos would be created when settlers were moving west, only to find that they didn't bring enough food for the bitterly cold months, and one of their companions would die, and they would eat that companion to survive. So Wendigo can be translated as the evil spirit that, that devours mankind. This is another way Wendigos are created. So it's not just like you eat somebody to survive. It's also you, you know, shit's just really cold. It's really spooky. It's really gross. And then suddenly you have the urge to just kill and eat someone, even if there's oh. other options available. So I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So sometimes the Wendigo spirit can infiltrate the mind of someone and cause them to feast on flesh, thus perpetuating mm. the cycle. Okay, okay. So now here are some purely historical accounts that I've found something called Wendigo psychosis, which is when that, that spirit enters you and you just, man, I, I kind of want to eat a person. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> that's literally in some of the okay. academic journals. That's how it goes. I was like, Ugh, I don't like that. Uh, so humans being infected or possibly possessed by the Wendigo spirit um, after being in a situation of starvation with no other choice than cannibalism. So this means that while they even had other food options after Wendigo psychosis infection, it didn't matter. So the only thing um, a person will go for is human flesh in this scenario. So in 1661, the Jesuit relations reported, which is like Jesuit missionaries that would like follow settlers and other people around and like note down exactly what was happening, regardless of what light it painted people in. What the fuck? I've never heard of that. Oh, <gasps> yeah, no, there were French missionaries. The Jesuits were like, super important to historical um, documentation. Okay. Yeah, that's how we learned how um, some of the Spanish conquistadors, how they like super fucked up native peoples here. Like, because they, they just wrote it down. They were like, oh, no, this is exactly what they said. This is exactly what they did. They talked about doing A, B, and C, and then they did A, B, and C. And it was, yeah, it was ooh, big bad oh. times. Oh. Yeah. So this thing reported, quote, What caused us greater concern was the news that met us upon entering the lake, namely that the men disputed by our conductor for the purposes of summoning the nations of the North Sea, which were the native tribes, and assuming them a rendezvous. Uh, where they would await our coming, had met their death the previous winter in a very strange manner. These poor men, according to the report given to us, were seized with an ailment unknown to us, but not very unusual among the people we were seeking. They were affected, afflicted with neither lunacy, hypochondria, nor frenzy, but have a combination of all these species of disease, which affects their imaginations and causes them a more than canine hunger. This makes them so ravenous for human flesh that they pounce upon women, children, and even upon men like veritable werewolves. They devour them voraciously without being able to appease their glute or glute their appetite, ever seeking fresh prey, and the more greedy, the more they eat. This ailment attacked our deputies, and as death is the sole remedy among these simple people for ch uh, checking such acts of murder, they were slain in order to stay the course of their madness." Yes. So you mean to tell me that these little French missionaries who jot down everything that they Absolutely. see mm -hmm. wrote about this? Yes. And it, it afflicted one of their members. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. So that's cool. Right. That's exciting. <laughs> that's. Uh. <gasps> 
for for whomist is this exciting for? <laughs> Absolutely no one. No one's having a good okay. time. <laughs> Absolutely nobody. <laughs> so I found um, an academic paper explaining in greater detail the steps of Wendigo psychosis, like how it happens. So an, the f- yeah, w- an academic paper. Yeah. I mean, it was written in like the late late seventeen or oh. Early 1700s, late 1600s. Like, it's okay. been a minute. It's been a minute. So, like, academic in quotations. Okay, okay, so. okay. Okay. Um, thank you for that clarity. You're welcome. Yeah. No, it sounds much more impressive when I say academic paper, though. <laughs> right. All right. So, the first thing that happens to a person is they start to brood and just focus in on the possibility of cannibalism, thinking about wanting to eat another man, but afraid of it. Like, absolutely terrified because they know that that's not something they should do. So in all of this time that they're, like, dwelling on it and thinking about it, they don't eat, they don't sleep, they don't drink. Nothing. They just sit in a dark room by themselves, don't talk to anybody, don't interact with anyone, don't eat or drink. Okay. Very bad. The next stage is the violence. So it's like a one-two punch, basically. Uh, Everything is all, all like, you know, they're just, they're hiding in their room, they're very concerned, and then the next thing, they're killing people. There is no in-between. Uh, oh. the yeah the oh. first the first step can go on for a matter of days or it can go on for a matter of weeks sometimes months remember they're not eating or drinking or sleeping that's that's impossible they would die in three days right somehow they don't love it yeah great. and then they start uh eating people so that's cool that's always nice okay. that's great Ugh. it was also recorded that many people who suffered from wendigo psychosis had been killed to prevent cannibalism from resulting so the moment that they like abscond themselves away hiding doing whatever which you know could just be a depression season See, that's, that's seasonal possible. depression <laughs> right exactly because this happens in the winter months so right there's that but uh most a lot of those people were killed before they ever turned to cannibalism so it could just be that they were really depressed and then they got killed i don't know i have to present that as an option that's fucking awful correct absolutely awful yeah absolutely not a good time. So some Cree folklore recommends drinking fatty animal grease or eating like fatty animal meats. Um, and that this would actually get the spirit of the Wendigo out of the person. So if they were fed those things, sometimes they would also vomit ice as a, a, after they would eat those things to like show that they're on their way to being cured. So that's kind of weird. Vomit ice. Absolutely. I don't understand it. Okay. Yeah, weird. So here is one of the most famous cases of Wendigo psychosis. Whoa. Yeah, this was a a man named Swift Runner. He was a Plains Cree trapper from Alberta. So he was a trader with the Hudson's Bay Company. And that's like how this got recorded was other people from that company. He also served as a guide for the Northwest Mounted Police. And he was married with six children. This is pretty gross, y'all. If you can't handle gross, you should probably skip a little bit. So during the winter of 1878, he and his family were starving, and his eldest son eventually succumbed to starvation. There was an emergency food supplies 25 miles away from their location, and the food, su- the food supplies were at the Hudson's Bay Company post. So he was 25 miles from the post. He was really close, all things considered, for someone who has grown up and lived in the snow, in the woods, in the cold. Right. Even though food was 25 miles away, shortly after his eldest son's death, Swift Runner butchered and ate his wife and five remaining children. Bruh. Yeah. 
even though there was Bruh. other food available. So that's that's not how any of this works. No, it's not not a good time. So since Swift Runner killed and ate them all so close to a food supply, it's safe to say that this was not a case of just pure cannibalism to survive. It was more than likely possession by a Wendigo spirit. Yeah. So uh, he actually, once he like came out of it, uh, he went to the authorities, confessed what he had done and said that he was possessed by a Wendigo spirit and knew he was going to be executed. So he went and turned himself in pretty soon after. Ooh, wow. Yeah, so he was he was hung at Fort uh, Saskatchewan. Damn. Yeah. So like he went knowing. Okay. Ugh. I mean, full send. Yeah. I mean, I I couldn't live with myself after something like that. So like, I get it. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so the Native Americans feared the Wendigo, and I actually found a journal entry from James Carnegie, uh, the Earl of South South Esk, who wrote about an incident in the Rocky Mountains in 1859 and recorded it in 1860. Ugh. It goes quote. On the neck of land of a word I can't pronounce, (laughs) a word I can't pronounce, uh, a Native American man was put to death under singular circumstances, being affected by some sort of madness and spoke to no one and apparently ate nothing for a month. His tribe took the idea that he was a cannibal and after wounding him severely, they burned him before he buried him before he was extinct. Many hours later... The unhappy wretch was heard moving in his grave, so they dug him up and burned him to ashes. So that was the the viewpoint of many Native Americans about the Wendigo. Absolutely, right. fuck not, burn it with fire. Which, I mean, I can't disagree. Right, right. Absolutely terrifying. So for a long while, it was thought that the white settlers were immune to becoming either victims or Wendigos themselves. Which I thought was a little strange. Um, right. But a gentleman named John Long, a Hudson's Bay trader, eventually traveling through Ontario in 1799, came across one. Came, came across a Wendigo. Yes, a white Wendigo. <coughs> yeah, which is gross because white people already blend in with the snow. That just makes it scarier in my I brain. hate it. Yeah. Yep. I don't like it. So Long met another Hudson's Bay trader named Fulton, who was working in that area of the Skunk's Head Lake, and while there, Fulton was shocked to receive a complaint by a local chief that an evil spirit had entered one of Fulton's men, Charles Javner, and killed one of the tribe. Oh, no. Yeah. So Javner and two other men had been sent out to, like, on a trade run and had run out of food in the wilderness and were starving. They couldn't catch anything, not having a good time, right? So they ran into a local native man that gave them what food he had and to help them, like, he stayed with them overnight and, like, tried to help keep the fire going so that they wouldn't freeze to death on top of being starving. Right. Because he, I assume, was thinking the next day, well, you know, I'll help them figure out what I can do. So, unfortunately, instead of feeling gratitude, Javner felt only more hunger after eating. So he asked the native man to put another log on the fire and while the man was distracted, he cut him down with an axe, proceeding to hack him to pieces and put him in a cauldron over the fire. So Javner's actions terrified his two trading companions because they saw what he did and was like, what the actual fuck is wrong with you? But they were both starving, so they didn't have the energy to be able to fight him off or make him stop. Oh. Yeah. So Javner threatened to do the same thing to them. Unless they took part in eating the man, 
and swore before God that neither one of them would tell the story of what happened. So when the meat from the native man ran out, Javner killed one of the other men and ate him too. Because of course. So finally strong enough to travel, he forced the other man, the one remaining man from his party, uh, back to the native camp with him. So at first, Fulton, the original guy who the chief was like, what the fuck, one of your men is psycho. Um, right. Fulton didn't really suspect anything, but after thinking about the one guy's disappearance and then Javner's suspicious behavior, he interrogated Javner and the other man that had survived. And the other man, of course, crumpled and immediately told the story weeping, because how do you emotionally handle I was forced to eat another person? Right. So uh, Fulton's reaction was exactly the same as the guy in the first story, and he had Javner shot and buried on the spot. So that's gross. That's gross and bad. Yeah. So that is the, the only historical information I could find on the Wendigo. Um, but I do, some of my favorite media depictions of the Wendigo are Supernatural, the first season. Mm. They run into mm-hmm. a Wendigo in the woods. And sure. it's pretty fucking spooky. It's pretty good. Um, and my personal favorite is in the, the video game Until Dawn, because that's my shit. Such a good game. It's a horror Which survival game? game. Until Dawn. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's that, so good. What game? What game is that? Spooky. Spooky game. Oh, I know. I, I got that. Until, <laughs> until Dawn. But what It's literally game? one of my favorite games. I think there's- the one where you- there's six people, and, yeah, and you make decisions, and if you fuck up your decisions, people die. And yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. good. Okay. It's such a good game. There's a Wendigo on that? You're going to have to play this game. You're going to have to. What What platform? I think it's PS4. I don't I'm have a positive. PS4, even I though I'm wearing a <laughs> PlayStation hoodie, you fucking nerd. <laughs> even though I'm wearing a PlayStation hoodie, I've never owned a PlayStation in my life, but God, do feelings. I want a PS5, but it's all right. It's fine. Okay, it's fine. Yeah, one day, one day. But yeah, good shit. Yeah, that's that's the the story of the Wendigo. What I could find, and it was pretty gross. It's pretty Thanks, I hate gross. It. You're welcome. I hate all of it. You're welcome. Okay, They're scary. All right, but a little, little baby short episode for Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgivings. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Ooh. Okay, I gotta go. I gotta go annoy Savannah. Absolutely. She's downstairs, and I want to go bother her, even though Do she it. has a concussion. Gentle, <laughs> gentle, gentle bothering. Yeah, I like bother her gently. We've just been reading each other's horoscopes. Our oh, that charts. is the most basic white bitch shit I've ever heard. It's disgusting how accurate it is. Like, I was not very pleased to hear how accurate my star chart was. Like, oh, we'll oh, have to do it. We'll do a we'll do a bonus Patreon episode, and we'll read each other's star charts. Oh, that's fun. We should do one for Ben or for for Ben and Savannah. Like, in that episode, too. That'd be fun. Okay. You and I, but also them. But also them would be cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. I'd enjoy myself. We'll, Gary is a we'll true see. Scorpio all the way through. Who? Rising Gary. Oh. Yeah, true Scorpio. Oh, yeah, he's, he's Scorpio, Scorpio, Scorpio. It makes me so mad because I'm a Gemini and we do not get along. <sighs> hey, my my Mercury mm-hmm. and I think my Venus are both Geminis. Ah. Ah. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense since you're also born in May. So, so that's all right. Okay. Anyways, all right. So, <laughs> we'll do, we'll that do this sometime. Oh, oh, Savannah also said to you, Zoe. Yeah. Uh, happy thanks. Hello and happy Thanksgiving. Hi to her and happy Thanksgiving. And I look forward okay. to meeting her one day. One day. Yeah. One day. We'll see. Okay. One cool. day. All right. One day. Someday. Um. 
If you want to check us out, be sure to head out over to our website at hauntherabrillyknowher.com. We have a contact page where you can submit story suggestions or even you can email us your story. I'm going to start harassing people about that soon. Give me so your be story. Be on the lookout. What? Give me your story. Give me your spooky story so we can read them because they make me cry every time. So anyway, so good. We're also on social media and Instagram and and, and Twitter. I almost said Instagram and podcast. Instagram and Twitter at H H I B K H podcast. All right, I'm on Instagram. Snowy's on Twitter. Woo! And there's that. Yeah. Have a great yeah. Thanksgiving. Hope it was great. Don't get fucked up on Black Friday. Um. Uh. Remember, make your family more uncomfortable than they make you and then they'll back off traumatize your true. family back <laughs> absolutely <laughs> they traumatized you traumatize them back clap back thursdays that's what we're here absolutely. for absolutely yeah okay, cool great cool yeah all right all right and until next time haunt her i barely know her or any of those gross suiny animals animal things why did, why did your voice like crack and I've been using my voice a lot. I don't know. Oh, okay. Okay, all right. (laughs)